0: mistakes I see writers make so you can avoid them and make this the year you finish your novel. If this sounds like something you're interested in, you can sign up for free at savannahgilbo.com forward slash training. One more time, that's savannahgilbo.com forward slash training to get your hands on this free masterclass. Whatever it is, this goal just needs to be something specific and timely that your characters think will bring them happiness or fulfillment. And this goal does not have to relate to love because usually that's not what's on the protagonist's mind. Usually they want something else and love is not even on the table or it's not really even a thought in their mind. So to give your story depth, you want to make sure that there's something other than love that your protagonist is going for. This will also help create conflict for your protagonist when love does enter the picture and when they ultimately have to choose between this external goal and love or figure out how they can still achieve this external goal and then still have love or whatever the situation is that you come up with. Welcome to the Fiction Writing Made Easy podcast. My name is Savannah Gilbo, and I'm here to help you write a story that works. I wanna prove to you that writing a novel doesn't have to be overwhelming. So each week, I'll bring you a brand new episode with simple, actionable, and step-by-step strategies that you can implement in your writing right away. So whether you're brand new to writing or more of a seasoned author looking to improve your craft, this podcast is for you. So pick up a pen and let's get started. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the conventions of the romance genre. I'm also going to show you how these conventions show up in the movie Twilight. So if you're writing a romance novel, this episode is for you. And if not, don't worry, because I'm going to cover each of the other genres soon. Before we dive in, let's quickly talk about what makes a romance story or what makes the romance genre unique. Romance novels center around two characters falling in love despite the odds, despite the risks, and despite the various forms of conflict in each of their lives. These stories show us the power of love or how love can help two characters blossom into better versions of themselves. And most of the time these stories end happily ever after or at the very least happily for now. And this is really important because people who choose to read romance novels expect this kind of ending. So they want to experience all the excitement of falling in love, and at the end of the day or at the end of the story, they want to see love win. That's really why they're here. And like all genre fiction, you have to deliver this emotional experience that readers are looking for in order for your story to work. To deliver this emotional experience, you need to include the obligatory scenes and conventions of your genre in your novel. And as I mentioned earlier in today's episode, we're going to look at the conventions of the romance genre. And in case you've never heard this term before, genre conventions are the character roles, settings, and events that are specific to a genre. They're what help us writers write a story that works and, when coupled with your genre's obligatory scenes, help us to evoke emotional reactions in our readers. So now let's take a look at what these romance genre conventions are and how they show up in the movie Twilight. And if you're wondering why I'm going to walk you through these conventions in a movie, it's simply because movies require less of a time investment. And I'm hoping you've either seen the Twilight movie or that you'll at least go watch it after listening to this episode to help cement each of these genre conventions in your mind. So of course you can and you should study these conventions in your favorite romance novels. But for today, we're going to look at them in a movie. Now, as I go through these conventions, I want you to think about why each of these roles or settings or events would need to be in a romance novel in the first place. I want you to think about what purpose they serve in the overall narrative and how they help create a romance story that works. My hope is that you'll notice that each of these conventions has a really specific reason why it needs to be there. And because of that, you can use these conventions plus the obligatory scenes of the romance genre to help you craft an outline or a first draft of a story that works. And just a reminder, if you want to see how these conventions show up in a few other stories, you can check out the blog post that goes along with this episode that also includes examples from Pride and Prejudice and Something's Gotta Give. I'll make sure to link to that blog post in the show notes for you guys, but for now, let's dive into the conventions of the romance genre and how these conventions show up in the movie Twilight. The first convention you'll want to include in your romance story is some kind of love triangle. And by that, I mean you need to have someone or something who's competing for the affections of one or both of your lead characters. Without a love triangle or a rival interest, there's no possibility for your protagonist to have a moment where they have to choose what's most important. And usually it's not just about choosing between two people. It's more about choosing what kind of person the protagonist wants to be going forward. So for example, usually there's a guy who looks good on paper or a guy who represents the heroine's comfort zone or the opportunity for her to not have to change. And then there's usually some guy who pushes the heroine out of her comfort zone and causes her to blossom into the best version of herself. So in this scenario, on the surface, it seems like she's choosing between one guy and another, but in reality, she's really choosing what kind of person she wants to be. Does she want to stay the same and stay complacent, or does she want to be a little bit uncomfortable, and does she want to grow and change and blossom into a better version of herself? And I should mention that sometimes the rival character isn't actually flesh and blood. So sometimes the rival manifests as a choice between a romantic relationship and something else. So for example, a choice could be something like putting career advancement before a romantic relationship or continuing with a certain addiction instead of giving up that addiction for the relationship, things like that. So for example, in Twilight, Edward, Jacob, and Mike all have feelings for Bella and they compete for her attention and affection. In this movie, Bella doesn't really consider Mike or Jacob as potential suitors, but as viewers, we know that they're both there. As she learns the truth about Edward being a vampire, viewers are left wondering if she might choose someone else more quote-unquote normal. So that's convention number one, a love triangle or rival character competing for your character's affection. The second convention you'll want to include in your romance novel are characters that fit the role of helpers and harmers. So by helpers, I mean that there should be at least one character who's in favor of the romantic relationship. This person will do whatever they can to help the two main characters get together. On the other hand, you're going to want to have characters who are not in favor of the romantic relationship, and these will be your harmers. So they're going to do whatever they can to harm the budding romantic relationship. And you can even have multiple characters who act as helpers or harmers to the central relationship. So, for example, in the Twilight movie, most of the Cullen family is happy that Edward has found someone to care for. But Alice and Esme are the two that really accept Bella with open arms. They really want the relationship to work out because they like Bella and Edward together. So they're helpers. They are helping the relationship develop. Rosalie, on the other hand, doesn't want Edward and Bella to get together because A, Bella's human and their relationship could endanger the Cullen family, and B, she's also jealous of Bella and her humanity. So she acts as a harmer. She does not want the relationship to move forward. And that's convention number two at least one helper and at least one harmer. The third convention you'll want to include in your romance novel is some kind of external goal or something outside the relationship that's driving the actions of your two main characters. So for example, maybe the heroine in your story wants to climb the corporate ladder by getting a specific job title, or maybe your hero wants to raise a certain amount of money to save his veterinary practice. They might even have to work together or do something like solve a crime together or keep some kind of secret together or whatever it is that you come up with. Whatever it is, this goal just needs to be something specific and timely that your characters think will bring them happiness or fulfillment. And this goal does not have to relate to love because usually that's not what's on the protagonist's mind. Usually they want something else and love is not even on the table or it's not really even a thought in their mind. So to give your story depth, you want to make sure that there's something other than love that your protagonist is going for. This will also help create conflict for your protagonist when love does enter the picture and when they ultimately have to choose between this external goal and love or figure out how they can still achieve this external goal and then still have love or whatever the situation is that you come up with. So in the movie Twilight, Bella's first goal is to go live with her father and integrate into life in Forks, Washington. Once she learns that Edward is a vampire, she realizes that he's going to stay physically 17 forever and that she'll continue to age. After that, her goal is to then become a vampire so that they can stay together forever. So that's convention number three, some kind of specific external goal that your protagonist is going after. The fourth convention you'll want to include in your romance novel is some kind of line between masculine and feminine sensibilities. So in other words, there should be a distinct difference in the ways that your two characters view and approach love and all of its responsibilities. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to have a male and a female protagonist playing stereotypical gender roles. It just means that there needs to be a difference between the masculine and feminine sensibilities. So you can think of this as male versus female, Mars versus Venus, or even yin versus yang energy. And this is important because it just helps to create that push pull dynamic between your two characters. So, for example, in the movie Twilight, Bella is pretty much a damsel in distress who needs to be taken care of or rescued throughout the entire story. Because of the time period Edward was born in, he has very old-fashioned ideas about love and his role as the man and the protector in the relationship. So there's a very clear push-pull dynamic between the masculine and feminine sensibilities in the story or that Mars and Venus energy. And that's convention number four. The fifth convention you'll want to include in your romance novel is some kind of external conflict. So even though you're writing a story about a person who probably doesn't want to fall in love for whatever reason, the relationship conflict is not enough. So ideally, there's also some kind of external conflict for your protagonist to face that relates to the specific goal that we talked about earlier. So for example, maybe your hero and your heroine are on opposing teams in some kind of sporting event that would create specific external conflict, or maybe they're going for the same position at work, or it could even be something like the heroine's family values don't mesh with what the hero is offering, which creates conflict outside of her relationship with the hero. So things like that. In the movie Twilight, the fact that Bella is human makes it very dangerous for her to date Edward and be around his family. The Cullen family has vowed not to hurt humans, so when Edward brings Bella around, this puts their family values in jeopardy and creates feelings of opposition in some members of the Cullen family, like Rosalie. There's also an external force outside of Bella and Edward's control by the name of James, so he's another vampire who wants to drink Bella's blood, which obviously creates a ton of external conflict. So that's convention number five, external forces of conflict or opposition. The sixth convention you'll want to include in your romance novel is some kind of internal conflict for your protagonist to face and hopefully overcome. So this could be anything within either one of your main characters that stands in the way of their ability to open up to true love and to be in this relationship. It could be something like a limiting belief, a bad habit, a character wound, a lack of confidence, major self-doubt, or anything like that. And usually this is what your character will have to overcome by the end of the story if they want to be in this relationship with the other character. We'll talk more about that in a second, but... This internal conflict could also be some kind of warring thoughts or goals, like if your protagonist really wants to climb the corporate ladder, but to do so means moving out of the country and away from their love interest. So really, it's just some kind of conflict within your protagonist that in most cases is going to relate to their character arc or how they grow and change throughout the story. But more on that in a minute. So in the movie Twilight, Edward has a desire to drink Bella's blood and therefore he has a fear that he's not going to be able to control himself around her. Bella has a solitary nature and doesn't trust many other people or let them into her life. So they both have their own unique issues to deal with and overcome if they're going to have a successful and fulfilling romantic relationship. The next convention you'll want to include in your romance story is at least one or two secrets. And there are really three types of secrets that are often present in romance stories. So secrets that other people keep from your protagonist, secrets that the protagonist keeps from others, and secrets that the protagonist keeps from themselves. And it's this last kind of secret or the secret that a protagonist keeps from themselves that is most often present in romance novels. And that's because the character usually needs to admit some kind of truth to themselves and overcome whatever is holding them back before opening up to true love. So in the movie Twilight, Edward keeps his true identity a secret from Bella. Once Bella finds out that he's a vampire, she helps him keep this secret by not telling anyone what he really is. This and the knowledge of what's killing people in Forks becomes their shared secret that they keep from everyone else. At the end of the movie, Bella keeps her true intentions about meeting James at the ballet studio, a secret from Edward, Alice, and Jasper. So that's convention number seven, at least one or two secrets. Convention number eight is some kind of intimacy ritual or rituals that occur between your two main characters. So in real life, couples develop intimacy rituals such as shared traditions, private languages, or inside jokes, you know, things like that, that they only do with one another. These types of rituals are important to have in your romance novel because it helps you create and enhance the intimacy and chemistry between your two main characters. It also helps you create a relationship that's more lifelike. So for example, in Twilight, Bella and Edward are both very curious about each other and ask a lot of questions, which they both try to avoid answering. And in a way, they have their own private language because once Bella knows that Edward is a vampire, they can talk openly about vampires and werewolves, but only with each other. It's not something Bella can talk to her school friends about or even her family about. So that's the eighth convention, intimacy rituals between your two main characters. The next convention you'll want to include in your romance novel is some kind of internal change within one or both of your main characters. So usually there's something inside the protagonist that makes him or her believe that either true love isn't quite possible or that it doesn't exist or that they aren't deserving of it. This is kind of what we talked about earlier with that internal conflict, but we're taking it a step further now. So in order to open up to and receive true love, the protagonist has to go through a period of self-reflection and change. They have to ask themselves who they want to be, the person that cowers in the face of their fears, or the person who pushes past those fears or whatever's holding them back and becomes a better version of themselves. And in most cases, this change occurs because the protagonist has met and or interacted with the other character. So character A inspired character B to become a better person, or they helped character B believe in themselves or get over some kind of character wound or moral failing that was holding them back from being their best self. And this is actually my favorite convention when it's done properly. I love seeing the heroine in romance stories become a better version of herself because the hero inspired her to go there. To me, that's part of what love is, so I really like seeing that in books and movies. Now, one caveat here is that I'm not saying the heroine changes because the hero wants her to or vice versa, whatever combination of characters you have. This change really needs to come from within each one of your characters, and it's the job of the other character to help them see that this change is possible, not to demand it or to insist it happens. So, as an example, in Twilight, Edward must overcome his vampire nature and his belief that because he's a vampire, he doesn't deserve the love of a human. Bella wants to be made into a vampire, but in order to do so, she's going to have to give up her soul. So she must eventually decide whether or not life with Edward is worth becoming a quote soulless creature with no place in heaven, or if she'd rather go with someone that's a little more normal like Mike or Jacob. So that's convention number nine, some kind of internal change. The final convention of the romance genre is the happily ever after ending, And this might be the most important one, and I've actually heard it said that if you don't have a happily ever after ending, then you're not really writing a romance, and I think that's true. I mean, that's what readers want to see in that genre, that's why they're picking up these books, right? So anyway, this is that awesome emotional payoff at the end of the story that answers the question will they get together or not that was raised at the very beginning of the story. It's the final moment to let readers sink into that wonderful feeling that love has won yet again. In Twilight, this happens after Edward and Bella are reunited at the hospital after defeating James. Because of the sacrifices they've each just made for each other, it's obvious that their love has grown even deeper, and it's going to take a lot more than a bloodthirsty vampire to break them apart. And that's convention number 10, a happily ever after ending. And that's it. Those are the conventions of the romance genre. You might be thinking, okay, yes, those all sound a bit obvious, Savannah, but you would be surprised how many drafts I see that are missing these conventions or don't include these conventions in a meaningful way. You might also be thinking that all of these sound good, but you don't want to write a cliche or predictable story full of tropes. And if you're feeling that way, I would encourage you to go listen to episode number 16 that's all about the differences between genre conventions and tropes. In a nutshell, including these genre conventions in your story isn't going to make your story cliche or predictable in a bad way. They're just going to help you write a piece of genre fiction that works. The way you deliver these conventions can fall into cliche territory if you don't put your unique spin on them. But again, you can learn more about that in episode 16, which I will link to in the show notes for you. As a freebie for this episode, I created a cheat sheet that lists out each of these conventions for the romance genre. You can download that by going to savannagilbo.com forward slash romance. So now let's quickly recap what those romance genre conventions are. Number one is a love triangle. Number two are characters that act as helpers and harmers. Number three is a specific external goal that your protagonist is pursuing. Number four is masculine and feminine sensibilities, or Mars and Venus energy, or yin versus yang, however you want to think about that. Number five is some kind of external conflict or conflict that occurs outside of the protagonist. Number six is some kind of internal conflict or conflict that occurs inside of your protagonist. Number seven is at least one or two secrets. So remember, this could be secrets that your protagonist keeps from other people, secrets that other people keep from your protagonist, or secrets that the protagonist keeps from themselves. Number eight is some kind of intimacy ritual. So this could be anything from shared traditions, private stories that they have in common, or even inside jokes. Number nine is some kind of internal change within your protagonist or within both of your main characters. And finally, number 10 is a happily ever after ending. And as a quick reminder, these are the elements that readers come to romance stories for. They absolutely love these elements. I mentioned earlier that my favorite convention is that sense of internal change within the protagonist, but I also enjoy a good love triangle. And I know they get a bad rap sometimes, but that's all because of how they're executed. So don't be afraid to include something like that in your story. Anyway, long story short, don't skip over these conventions or leave them out of your draft. Instead, use them to help you flesh out and construct your story and then figure out a way to deliver these conventions in new and unexpected ways. If you do that, you're not only going to write a story that works, but you're probably going to gain fans for life too. And that's the dream, right? So that's it for today's show. As always, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and showing your support. If you want to check out any of the links I mentioned in this episode, you can find them over at savannagilbo.com forward slash podcast. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show because there's going to be another brand new episode coming out next week. If you're an Apple user, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review. Your ratings and reviews tell iTunes that this is a podcast that's worth listening to. And in turn, that helps this show get in front of more fiction writers just like you. So that's it for today's show. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, happy writing.